Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here tonight with me, Daniel. And Aaron. And Nathan. How are you, Nathan? I'm good, Matt. And we've got Matt, the leafy dragon himself. How are you doing, Matt, mate? You all right? Hi, everyone. Yeah, good to be here. So we've got Matt and Nathan on tonight as they are two of our semi-finalists for the main event Champions League going head to head. So we thought we'd get them on to talk trash to each other and maybe try and uh, reveal what's going on in their minds for the, the upcoming game week. As ever, we'll all be going through our teams, our ranks, uh, the disaster or joy that we've had in the first leg of the semi-finals and what we're planning to do about it before talking about the upcoming games. So, Aaron, do you want to do, do the honours first this week? I don't know what score you've got. Yeah, so I have 82 points. Um, I Edison was the only person who didn't get more than two points. So uh, Edison, one point, I had triple Liverpool defence, which worked out nicely. Van Dyke, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. Um, Van Dyke was one of my transfers in. Modric didn't do too well. Um, but other than that, De Bruyne, captain. Uh, Salah, Fabinho, Mares, and then Vinicius Jr. and Benzema up front. Um, and so I feel comfortable with them knowing that they'll more likely start in the second leg as well. My only question mark is Mares. Um, so he's potentially going to be one of my transfers for Mane uh, for this week. Um, in terms of rank, I went up another 7,000 places. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> It really, the fact that I keep getting this much of a green arrow at this stage really shows how bad I was at at the start of the knockouts. Um, the fact that I went up 20,000 or whatever spaces in the quarterfinals. You were with the, the uh, left for dead squad, weren't you? Yes, I was. And so I'm at 23,000. So I've still got a little bit of room. I am now within single digits of the 1%. So that could happen, could happen. Um, 625 in England and in the Milan, I am 139th. Well done, mate. Well done. Uh, I'm sitting... I should be happy with 72 points, but not when everyone else has absolutely smashed it this week. I also had triple Liverpool with Becker, Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. The problem was Alisson had absolutely nothing to do, so you got your six points and nothing else. Like the rest of them. Um, Laporte with two points. De Bruyne with 11 wasn't my captain. I had Captain Mares as six. I moved that to Salah's six. So I lost points there. I had a choice, Fabinho or Danjuma. Obviously, I went with Danjuma. So lost out on four points there. Uh, Fabinho was sitting with six on my bench. Up front, I had Benzema's 10, Vinicius Jr. six, and Luis Diaz's two. Uh, so that is yet another red arrow for me. I'm down to 1,362 now overall, 57th in England. Uh, bad times, bad times for Daniel. It's brutal at the top. It, it's, <laughs> it's harsh, but um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Cap, captaincy, largely, what it came down to this week, I think, um, between getting a, a red arrow, a grey arrow and a green arrow. So it'll be interesting to see what, what these two guys did. Um, so Nathan, mm-hmm. we'll start with you, saying that you love just winding me up this week. Go on, have your moment <laughs> in the sunshine. Um, I had the trip with Liverpool um, with Alisson, Robertson and Trent. Then I had Laporte, but he only got a two, so he kind of let us down. I did have Modric in. Um, again, he didn't do that well, so I brought Fabinho in and got six out of him. Uh, I also didn't captain De Bruyne, but as we both know, uh, I took a punt and I captained Jesus. As soon as I seen he was starting, I was like, Jesus is getting captain. Um, and that went well for us. Uh, I was a 12. Obviously, I could have captained Benzema, but I felt like everyone was going to captain Benzema, uh, like Matt did. Um, and Vinicius as well. <laughs> uh, I went up and round again. So that was fun. Um, I'm now 908th in the world and 40th in England. Well done, mate. Great job. 
Matt. Hello. Welcome back. It's been a while. It has, yeah, it has been a long time actually. Been nice. Uh, nice. I know you've been. You were smashing FPL for a little while. You've had a few, few, few oh, bad man. weeks recently. I want, I want, I want a, a break from FPL. Like this is the reason I'm on here, just to take my mind off things. <laughs> break, break from sobbing in the corner every weekend. I think you know what? It was ever since I remember listening to this show, and you'd said that I was having a really good FPL season, which was true. Ever since then, I don't think I've had a green arrow since. I've like Sorry. went from one. I've went from one thousand. What <laughs> one thousand overall to like twenty k? Yeah, yeah. Five weeks. You're beneath me this game week, and I think I'm like twenty nine k or something. I don't know what you're doing now. I haven't seen. This so week. I'm, at, I'm just gonna leave now. If we're gonna, if this is what we're chatting about, Dan. I'm, oh no, I'm like, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's <laughs> I'll do a Preston on never mind. Well, you still do well. How are you doing? And how are you doing in UCL fantasy? You're obviously in the semi-finals of our tournament. That was really tough. Some really, really good players in that. How did you get on this week? Uh, really well, actually. Well, for, for me, um, I would say I got um, 78 points. So two less than um, Nathan. Uh, for now, for now, there's plenty of time to catch up. Uh, I'm currently sat 6.5k um, overall. Um, and I'm 18th in the, the Champions League um, between all of our uh, lovely nerdy friends. Uh, Captain De Bruyne, sorry, no, I didn't. Captain Benzema, uh, which was nice. Uh, it was a nice kind of um, reassurance, so I didn't have to take the captaincy off him. Uh, lovely dink as well, by the way. How lush was that? Oh, that lovely penenka. I thought it was going to go over at first. I was like, literally split second, I was like crying. Yeah, um, yeah. Had, had Vinicius up front as well. Um, I was hoping Diaz was going to do something because obviously... One of the only differences in mine and Nathan's team was that he had Jesus and I had Diaz. Um, so it was I was hoping... crapping it if Diaz had done anything. Yeah, <laughs> I was really, really hoping that Diaz was going to run riot, but he didn't. Um, and actually, spoiler alert, he might be one of my transfers out this week because of the oh, fact he played the full 90 against Newcastle, didn't he? Uh, yeah. So that, that's got me thinking a little bit. Uh, we do see the lineup as well, so that'll help. Um, had kept Kevin De Bruyne, Salah for their returns, Mares as well. I had um, triple Liverpool defence, but I had Canardi instead of Trent. Um, still eight pointer, and then my little differential was um, Mendy from Real Madrid. Um, obviously getting the assist. Um, I thought he had another one, but didn't read the rules properly of the game. Um, and obviously it was the fact that Vinicius had a, a worldy run that stopped him getting the assist. Yeah. But um, still three points, I'd take it. Um, but he might be on the chopping block this week. But all in all, it was it was an all right game week. Um, soured a bit by the fact that I was I'd benched Fabinho for his six points. Um, that's that's because of the way my team was set up. So I was potentially wanting to bring him in for Mendy, but I'd played three at the back, and that left us with an option of either keeping Dan Juma in my team because I'd just left him in. Or bringing in Fabinho instead, and I went with Dan Juma instead. I'm glad uh, you did. So that that's that's the sad reality in which which I've got to live my life now. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you, Matt. Don't worry. Uh, I'm sitting with Fabinho on my bench and Dan Juma in my team, but hopefully it works out well this week. Uh, obviously, we will talk a little bit about the games coming up. Um, so you guys are two points difference. Matt, obviously you've got two points to make up. Because it's such a small amount, Is are you going to change your game to try and beat Nathan in a way? Are you going to try and do something different? Are you going to have faith that Gabriel Jesus... Did he play 90 at the weekend again against Leeds? Got close to that. Close to it. I mean, not- I'm just going to play my natural game and kind of hope that Nathan doesn't rely on spawny little captain C picks every, every week and gets himself through. Because, um, I mean, let's face it, that was the only reason he did well. So, probably was for himself. It was a lucky punt that came right. I just went to Dan and went, he went, Jesus is starting. I went, there's my captain. He went, literal balls as that comes off next week. You know, it's a fantastic pick, in fairness. Like, I only jest. The, the thing is, though, Nathan, were you not tempted to change after just six points for a captain? 
I was, but Salah's done nothing the last couple of games, and I just thought, if anything, he's just going to get, like, I don't know where, like, if anything, I'm just going to make the same points. So I just decided to be ballsy and hold on. I'm sorry, I cannot handle this, because I had, right, I had this in my head, right? Oh, fair enough, he did it. He, he had a really jammy captaincy pick, but I've not, I've, I've not remembered that you only got six points. Any sane person in the entire world would have took the captaincy off Salah, off Jesus, and put it on Salah against Villarreal, and you didn't. I went off like, Salah's fault. I mean, they got, they got the same amount of points anyway. So true. Very come see come Salah, Salah, Mares, Jesus, Vinicius Junior, Allison. Could have had any of them, but all got you yeah. six points. So I think obviously the Benzema De Bruyne captainers were the winners. I went for Mares to go against De Bruyne because I wanted to see if I could catch a big price rise, and then obviously the thing is with Mares, like with Mares, that could have easily turned into like a hat trick. Like I could have done the way he was playing. He was hitting it from like outside the box and it was just going wide and everything. I was like, you could have had an assist and everything in the first ten minutes. He's he's run through when he's hit the post. Oh, I yeah. said some I said some things to Riyad Mahrez through my television <laughs> at that moment. I wasn't sat down. Things might have been thrown from my hand. It was unnecessary in my in my living room. I'm sat with my best mate watching it and they're pissing themselves laughing. He was so frustrating because he Mar- could have he could Sorry, have had so many. Oh, like, I mean he was- just could have had a couple of us. Sorry, Matt, what are you gonna say? I'm saying Morris is very much like Sterling in the way that he plays. Like he's either getting a massive hole or he's getting nothing. Like it's very few and far between. So frustrating. That's why I went for the captaincy on him. I thought, and that's the thing on another day, you could have obviously, I mean, we're going to, we may as well go into talking about the games and then we can go into, into future plans. Um, did Just to make sure, did everyone watch both games? I missed the Liverpool game, uh, but I watched the Man City game. Got it. So the rest of us watched both games. So, Matt, what were your feelings watching the game other than this is the best game you've ever seen? Literally, that was it. Like, open, <laughs> open mouth, um, like, jumping up and down at times. Just, I couldn't actually... The fact that Man City scored five goals, right, and the tie is still alive, like, speaks for itself. Like, what on earth... Real Madrid, the fact that they've gone and come away with four goals away at Man City, like that that should have been the final for me. Like it's almost criminal that that, I mean, potentially the teams would have played a totally different game if it was a final. But imagine if that had been the, the, the actual final on, on the day. Like that, that would have been incredible. Um, both teams just seem to completely go for it. Um, it's got me thinking about what their, their strategy is going to be for the next game. I don't know whether City will just try and sit back and, and see what see if they can just turn it into an absolute like snooze fest and just k- kill them off. But part of me just thinks, well, we'll just try and go all out again and try and smash each other and because we've, we've done it before. I like the fact that you enjoyed the game so much. You've given both teams an extra goal. I was going to say, I was thinking the same thing there. <laughs> it was 4-3, wasn't it? Not 5-4. Uh, not 5-4. It was just that you're just enjoying yourself that much. Go on, you have a goal, you have a goal. I like how you just let us chat away there, like even though I was talking complete shit. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. I was enjoying it. I was like, ooh, I want you to describe these two extra goals that none of the rest of us know. Maybe, maybe when I went to bed, like afterwards, I just dreamt it. Like, you know. <laughs> did, did you dream got one in the back of the net for once? Maybe I dreamt that, um, like Ben Benzema got another one or something. Just yeah. did. It just beat Nathan. Uh, Jesus got a red card, did he, Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah, red card, yeah. <laughs> Andy, I'm sure he, like, kicked a fan in the crowd, so he's, like, banned. <laughs> did a Richardson threw a flare back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I found the uh, the formation interesting. Aaron, what, what did you make, obviously, of that makeshift back four and then Fernandinho coming in? Uh, well... They did the best that they could with the defenders. I think they almost should have played like the a back three rather than trying to have stones uh, out wide. 
uh, and it, it, I don't think, was it confirmed in the end? Did he get taken off because it was performance related or was it an injury? It looked injury wise. Yeah, he looked like he, looked like he wasn't fit for this weekend's game either. I, I, because I don't think he had a, I was watching him, I don't think he had a bad game. Like he wasn't, he, like you he wasn't great, but he certainly what it wasn't. I'm going to sub you off after 30 minutes bad to put on Fernandinho. I feel like Vinicius really quiet up until yeah. Stone came off. So if that was a pep decision, it was a really crappy decision. The only I thing the point, I think at the point we made that if Fernandinho played, Vinicius was going to turn him a new one. Next thing he did, next thing you know, he did and he scored. Uh, but to me, it looked like Stones was injured. Uh, I'm sure he was hobbling off the pitch at one point. Yeah, but you see that happen sometimes when, like, yeah. if if, oh, if, yeah, a def- if a defender slips and they're, they're like, oh, my hamstring just to, like, <laughs> play it off. So, um... How dare you use me as an actual excuse? That's how I have to get out of the game. But, um, no, in terms of the back four, uh, I think, like, I, the, the centre-backs, I thought, did quite well, except Laporte with that Vinicius goal. Uh, Laporte did not cover himself in glory. Um, but Diaz came close to scoring near the end. Um, and then Zinchenko, uh, he didn't, they weren't really attacking down that side. So I don't really remember too much of his highlights, but I just remember Laporte kind of getting caught in not knowing whether to go to the ball or back off Vinicius. And that's what led ultimately to the goal. I think that's uh, a bit harsh. Like, purely because I think I think Fernandinho, what he did led to the goal. Yeah. Fernandinho was miles back. He was playing so high up. I think he thought he was Joao Cancelo. Mm-hmm. When he's obviously he's got zero pace anymore because he's in his mid-30s against Vinicius Junior, who's very, very quick. To dive in like that, mm-hmm. not get the ball, not get the man. And it happened three or four times. We said on the spaces, I think we might say on the podcast. It all depends on who's on that right side. If it's John Stones, I don't think it's going to be too bad. But if it was Fernandinho or someone like that getting put in there, it was going to be an absolute travesty. And Real Madrid could have had more. It was to a point where I was thinking, Pep, you actually need to either move Fernandinho somewhere else or take him off again. Pep came out afterwards and said Fernandinho had a really good game at right back. I think that was to protect him because yeah. can't be a world-class manager and have that as a serious thought. With Zinchenko... I think he was at fault for the first goal, very harshly, but if I was to be super critical, he's came out of position um, at left-back to press the ball. He sort of dived into a tackle. It's not got there. Ball's fed off to the left-hand side. When Zinchenko pushes up, as they do with uh, Joao Cancelo when he goes up, when Stones plays at right-back, they filter in to make a back three. So there's no pressure on the ball anymore because John Stones can't get out there because they're a back three at that point. Ball gets put in and then... Zinchenko's obviously struggling to get back, but then he, he kind of does. But really, as a defender, you can't allow Benzema to get in front of you like that. It's, I don't want to use the word like unforgivable, like rhetoric, but it's 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 unacceptable. Yeah. Like you just guide it. Absolutely out of this world, how good he is. But mm-hmm. just shouldn't be allowed. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. He shouldn't be allowed to get across to even get a touch on the ball. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, sorry, Matt. Sorry, go on. What did you make of Alaba for 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 his for for um, Jesus' goal? He had Very a poor. as well. Yeah, I think he could have done better. We've said this before many times. Uh, he's a fantastic left back. He got played at centre back for Bayern Munich to cover for Alfonso Davies when he was bombing up. His role was just to stay up with player because he's quick, um, especially with them playing such a high line Bayern Munich, and it allowed. Davies to recover to reset when he's not a centre back that has to defend inside his own box, like as proven. And it wasn't like he made a mistake then, but just in general, Real Madrid's back four were absolutely shocking at defending because they're just they're not used to having to do it inside their own box. Yeah, I, it didn't surprise me that he made a mistake or that he had a particularly poor poor game. I was just about to say that I don't think that Vinicius goal would have happened if Kyle Walker was there, though. 100% no. no so, I mean, Walker, Walker or Cancelo, I don't think that would have happened. I agree. 
so that's something that in the second leg we can look towards that Vinicius may be less of a of a threat with Kyle Walker covering him. Um, and so that he's a potential transfer out, depending on who Liverpool start on the first day. Um, and so just to kind of highlight that, that with Kyle Walker being there and even Cancelo, Man City do look a lot more solid. Um, I thought it was interesting that Nathan Ake was sat on the bench and he probably might have been a better right back than uh, Fernandinho. Left footed though, isn't he? So maybe he just, it's weird because right backs, right footed players can be left backs, but you never see a left footed right back. Yeah, there's why that is. <laughs> Conspiracies. Yeah, oh. watching the first, watching the first, like where City were absolutely dominant, it was like Real were just sitting in and hoping they could just close them off. And it was clear it wasn't working because as soon as Real actually went and took the game to City, they were finding gaps. It was like, just play it like this instead of trying to sit back and be conservative because City will just pick them off, which they were. It seemed every time Man City got a two goal lead, Real Madrid were like, Right, okay, we need to actually play. Yeah, let's play get now. A goal. Man City yeah. get a two goal lead. <laughs> like, no, we need to try and play. Um, Man City get a two goal lead. No, we need to try and play. So, yeah, I don't understand why they didn't just go out to try and play. I, the Real Madrid strength is their midfield. Obviously, they didn't have Casemiro, who's integral. Valverde slotted into there. Uh, Rodrigo was really quiet on the right hand side. I, honestly, I wouldn't have known he was on the pitch. If I hadn't I seen the team lineup, so that that's interesting. Rodrigo scored again today. I think he scored yeah, he a goal. He scored week. two on the weekend. So I don't know whether he's whether he's going to play. Got brought off after seventy five minutes, I think. Mm. So it, we could see the the same front three again for Real Madrid. But I'm I'm a lot less interested if it's going to be. I don't know whether Walker or Stones will be back for that game, but even Zinchenko, uh, Cancelo, Laporte and Diaz in the middle make me feel a lot more comfortable than than what they were. Uh, that's why I think that's why I think they might try and like just see the game out, just try and see the tie out and make it a boring nil nil because they know they've got the firepower. If they concede a goal, that they'll be confident that they can go and get a goal back if needed. But do you not think that? See, I, I don't. I think it'll go the other way. I think Pep. I think Pep's more fearful of if they go a goal down. We see, we we see the classic Spanish tactics of right balls going out of play. We'll keep that out. We'll go down. We'll waste time. We'll break the momentum. We'll do little niggly fouls. We'll break the play. We'll slow the momentum. We'll sit really deep. We'll and we'll defend for our lives and we'll protect We'll protect the lead. I think Pep knows his biggest strength in his team is how they attack. Because, like, Man City are all right at defending, but if you look at them, it's still a, a full-back. Like, João Cancelo is absolutely mint at going forward, but he's not great defensively. Like, he's, a, he's okay against okay players. And then if he, if he comes up against someone really good, they tend to have him on toast a little bit. I don't yeah. think Vinicius is is good enough. Like I think you're talking, you know, like your Salas, Neymar did him, and Bappe has had him. So you know more more those kind of of, of levels of player. And I, I, I yeah, I don't really rate. I don't think Zinchenko's bad at all. I just don't think he's very good. I just think he's yeah perfect. We'll have him on the bench most of the season and stick him in when we need him. He's like half solid. So I think um, I think Pep, I think Pep's going to go for it, and I think I would, his strength in not defending. So I would combat that with just looking at how Man City have played through this tournament. Uh, all in the knockout stages, every second leg that they've played, all two of them finished nil nil. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but so, you, need ones, you need new ones for that, Aaron. First game, they were five nil up after the first leg. Yeah, so and then the other ones against Atletico Madrid, which they backs were against the wall. So the first one was heavy rotation and the 5 nil up and they've got nothing to play for. The second one, they battered them in the first half and they went for it, but they played Liverpool at the weekend like three days beforehand. In the, It's Liverpool, they're the most intense team in the world. 
and you could see they were absolutely shattered in the second half, and then they went back to the wall. But in the first half, they battered at that Real Madrid. But I wouldn't even the say it, I wouldn't say like, it's personnel. I would say it's also the the style of play because it's not the first time that Man City have heavily rotated and then still put three or four goals past someone because they're that good. Yeah. But it's also like their tactics, like they were beating Atletico at their own game. So, and if anything, they're going to have to do the same again to try and, because they don't mind being the antagonists. Like even going to Anfield earlier, like this season, like they were just playing to the crowd. And I think that's something that Pep's done really, really well this season compared to previous seasons that normally overthinks these type of games. And in reality, he's just went back to the basics and just went keep possession. And if the crowd get like, I think his players are better at handling a antagonistic crowd than previous seasons. So, because uh, I thought Foden was brilliant, and I think he'll have a good game again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know from a fantasy point of view, but in terms of just drawing fouls, especially with Casemiro back on the, the pitch. I think that'll be a, a good battle. Was it in the first half where that ball went through and Foden just Foden like brought it down so easily and whipped it across? Yeah, that was. That was a class. David Alba went off injured. Do we know anything about that? Do we know if he's back or not? Will he be fit for this game? I haven't. I haven't seen any news on it yet. I, I don't know how serious it was. Did anyone? Has anyone seen? No. Bought off because he was terrible. I, I didn't know he had an injury. I thought, <laughs> oh, I thought he was injured. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I, this is the first time I've heard he was injured. I, I, yeah, it was a half-time sub, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a half-time substitute and he wasn't on the bench at the weekend. So, um, that, if it's natural and... Um, no, he was injured. Say that again? He was injured, I'd say, it's what I'm reading here. Um, Nacho is going to start in the place of Alaga. Apparently, according to Marker, Nacho is going to start in the place of injured Alaba against Manchester City in the second leg. It's massive, that. That's huge. Um, not just... I actually don't... I think Nacho is probably a better centre-back than Alaba anyway. But I just think in terms of confidence for the rest of the players, I just think they, they might look at David Alaba. And also... He is handy going forward. So I think they might look at that and be like, oh, God, like psychological sometimes. We'll just have to see. Um, what is, what's everyone's predictions for this game? Oh, first of all, is anyone, is anyone thinking of any mental punts from this game or any changes? Is anyone taking anyone else out? Anyone putting anyone in? Matt, do you want to go first? Um, I had been because I'd, I'd I'd loved owning Kyle Walker um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, him, Gordon, I was looking at potentially because um, I mean again hindsight is a wonderful thing, but I was looking at Foden potentially when in the first sorry in the last leg um, instead of Dan Juma, um, and obviously I had Kyle Walker, but I took him out because of his injury, uh, so I might kind of rectify those those errors and, and swap them round. Um, that would be dependent on whether, well, it'd be obviously for Dan Juma and um, potentially for Mendy because uh, I don't fancy Real Madrid's um, defence at all. Got it. Uh, Nathan? Uh, I'm thinking Modric out and either Foden or Bernardo Silva in. Dangerous that um, thing. But I'm also I've also still got Pavard, but that was just sat there. So I'm gonna get him take him out, and I'm gonna bring in either Walker or well, probably Walker. Um, but just that's the only ones I'm looking at at the moment. Um, I've got a goalkeeper situation. I don't know what to do with either because I've actually got Rudy and Allison. So I don't know what to do something so, there as well. So to cut that short, Nathan's gonna copy all of my moves. So that Nathan's I can't wing it. Take it. So that that was that what that translated to everyone. Nathan's Nathan's still gonna have Gabriel Jesus in his team. I am actually get another hat trick because why wouldn't he? <laughs> He'd be a big man for the L team. To be fair, he's the only one that is. 
Um, that was why the captaincy was. It's literally because he's banging form. I thought, you know what? And obviously, as Aaron had said, the last time he played Real Madrid, he'd done something that he was like integral. Yeah. So I thought, captain. Five goals in his last three games. Um, Aaron, you got anyone in mind? Any moves? Yeah, so my tactic, um, that seems to be work, still working really, really well, is play people who play on the first day. This is the second day match, and I don't trust who Pep will play. Um, well, I don't know about Mares, so I'm looking at Mares to Mane, because um, Mane will play on the first day. And then I'd probably keep Vinicius Jr. in, because I don't like the look because then that would be all six Liverpool players I would have. So any pe- more people from the first day would be Villarreal players. Uh, and I know Villarreal are at home, but I don't know other than Dan Juma who would actually be worth bringing in. Yeah. So I might, with my one of my other transfers, uh, even though I wanted to keep uh, a cheap keeper and just not have him play, I might bring on Ruli just to see how many save points he can get um, for my Risk. substitute keeper and uh, just just to get people, more people playing on the first day. Yep. Um, but other than that, I don't plan on and keep uh, taking any other transfers, but probably Mares is on the chopping block for me uh, just because I don't trust Pep and I trust Benzema, Vinicius and Modric to start over the others. I think for me as well, it's it's that with that Pavard transfer, it's either Walker or do I just put all Konate because Konate seems to be performing in the front, like in the Champions League games, and I can't see it. To me, it's probably a guaranteed clean sheet there. The only problem then is don't say the that. <laughs> the only thing there is if the Liverpool quadruple in the defence will have uh, all... Trent, Konate, and Allison. You're all ta- you're all talk about taking Dan Juma out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Dan Juma will be the person who, who scores <laughs> and ruins Liverpool clean sheet. <laughs> I think one mistake that I've made in the knockout, a major mistake, is not following Aaron and I's tried and tested method that Aaron has already mentioned, and that is picking players from the first game or the first day. I've sort of went, I don't know what's happened, but I've sort of allowed other people to get in my head. I've went with a crowd on some things. I've got lost in actual players instead of playing the game statistically, which is what we normally kind of do when we've done well in the knockout, about getting as many players from that day and then taking away, you know, sort of points-wise, unless there are some outstanding choices. And I feel like when I look at my decisions, that's what's really made me stuck in the mud. So I already have six Liverpool players. So it's all down to whether they play or not. Because I've got Luis Diaz, who played 90. I've got Andrew Robertson, who played 90. Um, Salah, Trent, Fabinho, I imagine will be fine. Alisson will be fine. And I've got Dan Juma. So I also have Rhys James. Now, <laughs> the issue is, is that I have to really put in a City or Real Madrid player, because I already have my six Liverpool, one way or another, which is really, really disappointing. But I think it also means that I'm going to prioritise. If Robertson isn't playing, I'll take him out as a priority and just use one of my five to get him back for the final if they go through, which I think they will. Um, I know it's really sideways, but I I agree with Aaron where I think it's so important. To, to try and maximise that first day, know what you've got, and then start making changes. Um, if I was if I was forced to take Robertson out, I think I'd put Canate in, so then I, I might not even have to put someone else in for the final, because I think Canate would play the final. Um, and if Luis Diaz doesn't play, I think I'd, ju- I think I'd go um, straight to Jota. That's two changes made, and then I'll... My final change would be either Reese James to somebody else in defence, um, or I'd change Ruley up to one of the other keepers, Edison or Courtois, probably Edison. Right then, fellas. What are your predictions for the game then? Final scores. We'll start with you, Matt. 
So yeah, so I've, I've already mentioned that like I think it's going to be Man City trying to kill the game off, um, make it a bit of a dead rubber, and I'm going to say nil nil. Nathan, two one City. Aaron, one one. I'm going to go two two. I think it's going to. I still think there's going to be plenty happening. Plenty happening. On what a to, spread. What a lovely spread of results. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's a thing that's going to be interesting, obviously, because what I do find funny, not just about our podcast, we are very, very guilty of this, but other podcasts as well for FPL is they'll make recommendations and then they'll guess a score that completely goes against what the recommendations are. So they might be like, oh, you know, get Chelsea defence in. Oh, I think it's going to be 2-1. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And why do I want uh, Chelsea defence? <laughs> so um, yeah, don't. What we're saying is, don't bring in unless you unless you're Matt. Uh, don't bring in Man City defenders is what the rest of us are saying technically. Um, oh yeah, so so Nathan can't do that now. Yeah, Nathan, you, you want Man City defenders because you think you think Real are getting the, get the two goals by Man City are going to be from defender assists. Okay, happy days. Joao Cancelo to Laporte. Um, no, I, I, and then the second one's going to be Kyle Walker, uh, Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> okay. So on to, the, on to the next game. We've got Liverpool versus Villarreal. Um, there's actually not that much to say about this game because it was so dominant. I don't think... I mean, does anyone have a particular take on the game other than... What everyone else has said. Does anyone have anything unique to say? Yeah, Villarreal are a disgrace to the champions. Do not deserve to be in the champ in the uh, semi-finals. Honestly, they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> so that seems to be a very popular uh, opinion, I guess. But um no, I'm joking, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I think that just in terms of a fantasy point of view, Thiago winning player of the match, I think absolutely like messed up a few people's points. Um, like, yes, he probably was one of the, uh, he was the player of the, like man of the match. Very, very close to Fabinho. We all, you would have hated yourselves if it was Fabinho though. You would have. I would have loved it because he was in my team. I'd be absolutely spewing if he got it. I'd said I think at about 50 odd minutes into the game, I'd put in our one of our Twitter groups that Thiago was, was blatantly going to get it. Because he was the best player on the first half by a country mile. Almost then, got a screamer. I thought I thought once Liverpool had he was the best player at the beginning of the second half, but once Liverpool had gone one or two up, that's when Fabinho just came alive, didn't he? He was unbelievable for mm. half an hour that game. I think from start to finish, yeah, I definitely think Thiago deserved it. I was quietly hoping it was going to be Canardi because he, to be fair, he had a decent game as well. Um, but it wasn't to be. He's just a reliable goal scorer now. Yeah, pretty much. Didn't didn't get one though, did he? Did... Not this game, no. That's no. next week. Rubbish. He's absolutely <laughs> rubbish. He's the real disgrace. <laughs> Can't even score against the Villarreal team. Shocking. He's on too much money. But in terms of every, like, I think the biggest thing with this game is is there any, I think any Villarreal player getting brought in is definitely a punt, um, which could be good or bad. And frankly, because it's the first day, it could be a, I wouldn't say captain any of them. But even just probably owning them could be a punt that could get, if you are trying to just to get that extra little bit of a, a rank rise. But then again, you've got to hope that, two seconds, you've got to no, hope no. that Man City Real Madrid don't offset your Villarreal points. So like if I bring in Foyth, who gets five points, a Man City defender could get six with an assist or a clean sheet. So... um. It could could work out. They're at home. I, they, I don't know what their result was, but I know they got beat, got beat at the weekend, but they rotated. Lost. 
Yeah, they played about three of the starting eleven. Sorry, Matt, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say I loved I loved the insight there for me because you were like, if you take a punt on a Villarreal player, it's either going to be good or bad. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. classic. Classic. That was, that was, that was, that was another like typical fantasy football um, comment. Ma- Martin Keown, all the, of the fantasy world. That's me. <laughs> Play the game. They could win. The they could lose, but they could draw as well. Yeah, so, it's true. They could get a clean sheet, but they might not as well. Which Matt, uh... Matt, I was about to literally say the exact same thing. Thanks for for Aaron Keown in this situation there. Yeah, high five. But but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of but don't get them in. In terms of like some of the players who seem like a bit safer to just get more than two points. Capu, Parejo and Torres, but they're all pretty expensive. And I don't know who you would transfer out. My opinion on these, even though I properly, properly grade and cursed them, but um, their left back getting that own goal off Jordan Henderson. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's a, he's a good pick. He, he's quite cheap. Um, you'll get loads of ball recovery points and then he scores an on goal. So, But it's a total freak. Like, that's one thing yeah. that, obviously, we joked earlier on about the, the disgrace comment. Villarreal were trying to play football in that first half. They were act- stupidly trying to play the ball out from the back. Now, we saw the opposite. Uh, for So, Liverpool obviously winning at the weekend 1-0 against uh, our team, Newcastle. And... Um, Newcastle played exactly the opposite where it was lump the ball long that was about it and then they were, they were trying to press the man with the with the ball opposing to set up traps didn't do any of that they didn't um, they didn't block passing lanes it was just literally we're going to run after whoever's got the ball after an hour they were all shattered and Liverpool found it really easy so I think one one way that a team might be able to to try and get round it is to get the ball out from the back three or four passes to allow Liverpool to move in for their press, which is so so useful. And once they're then set for the press, is then lump it long because that's when the two centre backs come up. That's when the the full backs turn into right and left sided midfielders, and that's where the space. I don't think Villarreal had a plan after the fifth or sixth pass other than, oh, shit, we're probably going to get tackled. Um, and it, But whatever they were doing defensively was working. And the only reason why they conceded that goal was from an absolute freak. So people can have whatever opinion they want on Villarreal and how they play it. But it was working. And it was just literally, someone's crossed it and it's taken a deflection off the defender and looped over the goalkeeper's head. That could happen to any team playing any style of football. Like, that could have happened to the best Barcelona team we've ever seen. It's not an indication of how good or bad they are. It was just someone's whipped the ball and then it's taken a deflection and went in the top corner. Um, so I don't think it was a bad... I don't I don't think it was that bad of a call. I don't know, like, he didn't have... I don't think he had a bad game. It, at times, he looked like... Especially in the first half, he looked like a really, really good player. No, that's fair. I don't know whether it's just me getting extremely tired or it's just me being bad at fantasy. But the ultimate differential pick, Origi, what do we think? No, I have to say I'm actually because of the fact that uh, they're getting rid of him at the end of the season. So Nathan, think... we can you'll end up winning the whole thing. <laughs> so think about this. Liverpool score two. Mm-hmm. And they bring Origi on with 30 minutes left to play so that they can oh, rest some of their really forward players. Great, Aaron. I mean, you were just having a pop at yourself for recommending Juan Foyth, who might get, might get five points. And great, you bring on Origi, who's probably, if he did well, would get five points. Because you get a goal for four and you'd get his one playing point. Yay, terrific. Fabinho got six in pull recoveries. Like, <laughs> just... I'd, <laughs> I don't think forwards are where I don't think forwards are where the risks should be because I they rarely get ball recoveries. They get the least amount of points for a goal. I think if you're going to be taking punts, 
you want to be taking punts on midfielders and defenders for ball recoveries, the goals and assists, where they get more points than everyone else. Um, potential dodgy clean sheets, like anything can happen. I, I don't think the forward spots at this stage are really great for punts. Cue someone scoring a hat-trick. But ultimately... Riki hat-trick. If you think Divock Origi's going to score a hat-trick, then put him in your team and let that be the end of it. Like, if he does score one, great. None of us would ever in a million years think that he would. Yeah. No, the, um, that that was just trying to be funny. But, like, um, unfortunately, I've used all six Liverpool spots. <laughs> otherwise, oh, I would, otherwise, I would have... Take one out. So Mane or Rigi, that's my decision this week. Gonna go either really well or really, or really bad. bad. <laughs> There's I no in between. Well, if you pick Rigi, and really badly if you pick Mane. So I'll let you be the judge of that. <laughs> but no, I think with this game, it, 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 it the majority of us, if we don't have all six Liverpool players in, are probably going to be the majority of our transfers. And we're just going to have to hope that the teams on the next day don't get too heavily rotated so that we're not messed up with people aren't not playing. And the biggest thing could potentially be extra time in the other game, which would also... It almost might be worth leaving Mares in. That's my... It's kind of like when it gets to the knockout stages, the extra time part of it, I'm like, why am I even thinking about having defenders in? And I could I could upgrade a forward spot because I've still got Ramos on my forward. I could try and find the funds somewhere to get him up to a Diaz, Jota, or Origi. No, I'm joking. But like, that's a forward spot and ideally moving away from the defenders but that's my thoughts with Jesus like yeah he played nearly 90 at the weekend but if it goes to extra time we could easily see him coming on then you know it's like probably just chip in somewhere what do you think Matt what's your thinking around it's again it's a tough one because I'd mentioned what my potential moves were going to be and I'm sitting here thinking Kyle Walker is going to be a good shout but like I just it's it's the the fact that it could potentially go to extra time, um, and then then like you say, any anything can happen in that scenario. Like you'd rather be having having the attackers in that sense and make the game more more exciting. Um, but I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm now looking to potentially. I might see if I could t- do the Mares to uh, Marnie move uh, that Aaron's mentioned because Marnie could could go big. Um, Jota as well potentially. Um, I have to have a look at how many players I've got from Liverpool because I might also be in the same boat where I've got my, yeah. my, my minimum of six. Um, yeah, I think I'm close as well. Having six, having six City, which if I'd made the moves that I've said, I would end up having six City and having six-man City players going into the, the second day when we're not going to be able to do anything when the team's released, apart from some sub, it kind of concerns me. Like a lot, um. So it it is all really up in the air. Um. I mean, Nathan, sorry, I'm bringing in uh, Oxley Chamberlain. So you need to bring... <laughs> watch him get one. Uh, oh, I'm bringing in, I'm bringing that Delap in from City. <laughs> <laughs> and I think well. not just one more thing on this before we kind of say who our captain picks and stuff are. Another thing that's kind of playing on my mind is these teams, I mean, no shock to anyone, but there will be two teams knocked out. If somehow Liverpool get knocked out, uh, like, we're absolutely screwed. But when it comes (laughs) to the other game, um, we don't know what way it will go. So you don't want to go too deep on Man City. Mind you, with the final, you don't have to have a full playing bench. Yeah. Um, so that can kind of play in your favour but when it comes to you, you still don't want to be left in the mud um, you want that start on 11 in the final because as I found out two seasons ago the red arrow that you get just from not even having a start on 11 is huge 
um because it like there's not many points in these positions in these ranks so that's something that's playing on my mind a little bit as well is that i don't want to i want to have a good spread between the real madrid and man city players i don't want to go all in on on one of these teams uh, just yet i think the the issue that we've got is is the the viable Villarreal options. That's the concern because you want to be pumping as much into that first game as possible, like you say, Aaron. But if you do, you know that they're, you know that you're going to have to more than likely transfer them out for the final. Um, and then if you've got, so if you've got three Villarreal and then you've went half and half on Man City and Real Madrid, you're still kind of a bit stuffed for the final. So it's it, this this game week now. I think is is like really suboptimal for getting points already, just because there were opportunities to maximise Real Madrid versus Man City because so many players could pick from either side. Whereas now it is literally pick six Liverpool, and we're probably all, all already got six Liverpool, if not five. So we're all going to have the same players. We're all going to have three defenders one way or another. I feel like I'm already behind because I've got Alisson, who doesn't make any saves. And then Liverpool's defenders just absolutely mop up those ball recoveries. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, bit, of an, yeah, it's a bit of an awful issue. How many players are allowed from each team for the final? Is it eight each or something like that? I was thinking that. I'm not sure. I think you would have you would have to have eight to fill a fifteen man squad. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be that. That I mean, that in itself is going to be interesting. I've already decided for the final. I, I've assumed that Villarreal having gone through, whether it's Real Madrid versus Liverpool or Man City versus Liverpool, I'm going to be playing either a three-five-two or a three-four-three, depending on. Who it is that goes through? So for, if it's Real Madrid that goes through, it'll probably be, it'll be a three-four-three. Three. If it's Man City, it'll be a three-five-two. So I'm actually not that bothered about defenders for the final at this stage, and that's something I've got to. Because I just, if Liverpool and City play each other, we know they don't keep clean sheets against each other. They yeah. smash each other a bit. So why why would I be bothered? And that that's my concern. So I am I'm trying to. I am actually trying to plan for the final as a differential in itself to to maybe be one step ahead of people who are going to have loads of Liverpool and Man City defenders. That's a good shout. Um, in terms of captain picks uh, for both days, because obviously we get... I don't know if people play too risky on this first day, but the fact that in terms of percentage owned... Salah is owned by currently 46 or 48%, um, 46% of players, and Mane is 7%. So that's a, I think that's a good shout. Uh, also, any of the forwards, both Diaz and Jota. Diaz is 12% owned, Jota is 10 depending on who plays there. Um, so basically, I think the majority of people are going to go Salah captain. Probably a lot of dead teams. You just won't have to worry about dead teams up in where your ranks are, but I do. Um, but like a lot of people might still have him somehow uh, as captain or Lewandowski captain. Who knows? And I think on the first day, it is good to go for that extra punt. So if I see that Alexander Art. Alexander Arnold will play. He might be a good captain shout as well, even though he's highly percent owned, forty-one percent. But also, he has the ball recovery, uh, clean sheet potential, and attack and return potential. Um, which even if Salah doesn't score, um, and they keep a clean sheet, you are looking at like a three-pointer. Well, if Alexander Arnold has the same performance. I think he has more potential to get these returns. So for a first day punt, I don't even know how much of a punt that would even be, but Alexander Arnold might be a good captain shout for me uh, for the first day. I'll tell you who I'd counter that with, Aaron, if you want to be mental. 
But I oh, actually just thinking about it. I don't think I actually don't think I'm going to captain him. But I do think I'm going to bring him in. I'm going to if he starts, I'm bringing in Simicas. Yeah, I'm the same thing, He's so cheap, but also I've just said, like, I'm not playing four or five defenders in the final anyway. I want to play three. So Simicast can just be one of those bench defenders, which then allows me to, to pump more money into midfield. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I might, and then I might, yeah, like for the final, I can then change maybe even another defender to go up to another midfield, I'll, I'll just see how it goes. But I definitely think if Simicast starts over Robertson, that's the easiest change in the world and it gives us loads of money. Well, I was just looking there. If I went from um, Mahrez to Mane, Robertson to uh, Simicast, um, like, it's easier to do. And then I might just punt it, like you said, and I might just literally put Simicast captain because he's attacking as hell when he goes. He got he got a he got a couple of attacking returns in the in the game against Benfica, didn't he? Exactly, he bombs it forward a lot. Um, so if then you you captain Simakas, I'll captain Salah. Okay, that's yeah. a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Salah away, Matt. It's Salah away. <laughs> <laughs> Salah has a current form. He doesn't. Oh, uh, I I think you captain yeah, Salah. I... Go on, you captain Salah. I mean, yeah, I've got three million. If I, if I take Robertson out for Simicas, yeah, it gives me three million in the bank, which means I could I could get. I don't really want to get rid of Dan Juma, but yeah, I could maybe yeah, try something, maybe like trying to get Mane in. I need to see if Jota's playing, because if Jota's playing ahead of Diaz or Mane, then I need to. I need to rectify having Diaz up front because I definitely want six Liverpool players regardless. Um, yeah, I might need to think my front three if that's because obviously I've got Jesus in. If that poor thing like was said, is Jesus actually going to start? Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I'm even, I'm even thinking. I'm thinking out loud here. I'm thinking crazy, crazy things. If Diaz does start up front, good for me. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to do because I've still got Reese James in my team, but he's not really a massive concern with how much money he is. But I feel like I need another Man City midfielder. But I've got. I'm kind of blocked with having Dan. I've got Fabinho, Salah, and Dan Juma. So it might be downgrading Mares to somebody else, like a Bernardo, and then upgrading Fabinho to, to Mane. And then, you know, really trying to go for broke. But it's hard at this stage, isn't it? Really, really hard. It is, I don't know if I want to touch that from three or not. Like, I'm tempted. In terms of um, these players, with... Do you not think like substitutes play a factor in the first day a little bit more? So like if people do have like say you all have DS and you see that he's not starting, do you think that he'll still come on and have an impact or like to rest Salah and Mane? No, not for, for forwards. I don't think it's worth it because what will realistically But then again, is it worth the transfer out? Like, would you keep him in your team? Like and see if he comes off the bench. For if so, if a player comes off the bench, I've got to be reasonable with what I what I expect from them. Now, of course, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer came off the bench and scored four against Nottingham Forest. Like, but that when does that happen? How often does that happen that a player comes off the bench and scores twos and threes and fours or whatever? Like, my reasonable expectation for a player coming off the bench is to get a goal. And if that player is a is a striker on this game. Then what am I expecting? Four points plus one point. So yeah, no, so like that's what I'm asking. Like it's not necessarily is he worth a transfer out, is what I'm meaning. Like, is he worth one of your three transfers out? Well to if, get if so to get a jotter, for example. Yes. So is that if what you, the, is that what you think? Yeah. Yeah. If it's the first day, then yes, because 
If it's the second day, no, because like you say, anything can anything can happen. We don't know the team sheets, things like that. But for the for the first day, yeah, because you want as many players maximizing as many minutes from that first day. That's your plan. Mm-hmm. So why would you have a so if you aren't prioritizing second second day players, you are only prioritizing first day players. Why would one of your priorities be someone that's on the bench when you have three? If you have other fires, if you have David Alaba um, in John Stones, in like, well, they're both injured. So you're probably going to want to get them out. Maybe you've got, like me, where both keepers on the same day. Maybe you've got other fires to put out. That's totally, totally fine in terms of, yes, it's not a high priority. But if you've got no else to do, then I'd absolutely take him out and put Jota in if Jota's going to start ahead of him. It's just whoever starts, really, because it's about maximising the minutes for me. Good money. Um, potentially be on the bench because he played 70 minutes against Newcastle and then Salah came over him. Yeah, I think so. I've been um, looking at kind of how Marnie's minutes have been just with have like trying to get him for this game and stuff like that. And uh, he seems to just be playing 70 to 80 minutes every game. So yeah. the thing with bringing in Marnie is that he probably will be subbed off, which is why I was mentioning about Jota and, and DS. Especially if it goes to extra time, Marnie probably won't see extra time. But do you think it's going to, that's the thing, do you think it's going to go to extra time, Aaron? No, no, but it's like, um, it's just like, it's one of them, it's kind of like one of the negatives about bringing in Marnie. Um, and just with people trying to bring in defenders, um, maybe Dan Juma, stuff like that, where you might make have these three other fires to put out and then see that your forward's not starting. So, like, it's about kind of prioritising which one you see is more of a worthy transfer. But I think I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Um, but in terms of the second day, captains, um, obviously this is where the probably the biggest swing is, as we saw this match day in terms of, Dan, you went Mares, I went De Bruyne, Matt went Benzema, Nathan went Jesus. We all picked four different captains. I think that's where the biggest swing of points is going to be. So if our captain doesn't deliver in a match day, like in the first day, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens on the second day and see what people go for. Because I don't think there is a safe option like we normally try and target in that first. I'd probably still go De Bruyne, but the, that could go either way. It's crazy that De Bruyne didn't do more when Man City had more chances, like all them chances, but that's just me. We'll go, th- we'll go through day one, day two captains. I'll start with you, Matt. Um, I might. It's between Trent and Salah for me. Like, I'm not going to overcomplicate it. Like, you can call it a punt like for, the day, for day one, but like it was proven last time, going safe on Benzema the first day when you know he scores goals and it was a makeshift Man City defence, it kind of took that headache away for the second game. And it was just, and then obviously the the big point scorer, put, sorry, the big captaincy scorers were on that first day as well. So you were kind of already knackered going into that, that second second day. So I might not overthink it and just have either Trent or Salah as my captain and hope that they get a half-decent return so I don't have to think about it. Yeah, um, But... If if the worst if the worst was to happen and they, they both they both blanked if I went for one of them, um, it's, it's like a coin flip between any of those city attackers. But then also I'm sitting here thinking Cancelo could be actually mega. Like I'm just naming all of the good players pretty much. That that's what I'm doing. If you can't Cancelo. You and the my 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 tactic is just name every, basically name the starting eleven and go. You could captain any of these players, and it'll be good or bad. <laughs> Nathan, who are your captains day one, day two? Um, I think it's between probably Trent and if he plays, I'm actually tempted to go Simica. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's double defense, um, one way or another. And day two, I might if it comes to it, I'll just play it safe and probably either go Benzema or De Bruyne. Aaron, if I see that Jota is starting up front, 
I'm going to captain Trent. If I see that Diaz is playing on the left, I'm going to captain Mane because he'll be through the middle. Um, and then when it comes to the second day, I'm just going to do a little bit more safe and go De Bruyne. For me, Aaron, I like your, I like your thought process on seeing who the front three is. Uh, I'm a mass. I'll probably go Salah or Trent. And then for day two, it's back to the same headache I had last week, isn't it? Mares, KDB, uh, Benzema. But I think I'm going to go Benzema. And the reason is, for what you have made a great point earlier, Aaron, out of all the players, if it, if that game goes to extra time, Benzema will play the lot. Yeah. Whereas Man City players probably won't. Well, I mean, they can only make five changes, but <laughs> when we've all, they, we've all got every one of them that came on, <laughs> we know a lot of them are going to get it taken off. Uh, you know what? Rodri might be a good pick for someone looking for a cheap player. Just he's scored in a couple of games and he'll probably play the full game. He won't get cheap. Uh, ball recoveries, so you never know. Uh, anything else to go through, Aaron? Is that is that everything? That's everything, isn't it? So, lads, thanks everyone for jumping on. Best of luck. Matt, any any final words for Nathan before you, you go into your head-to-head this week for the, to a place in the final? Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope to, Simmons Cass comes off really well for him. And he's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Tim McCass is a good, good pick. Nathan, anything you want to say to Matt? He's two points behind, like, bless him, he has to do something. <laughs> mind mind the gap, is that what you're saying, Nathan? Nathan, mind the gap, Bullock. <laughs> Those massive two points. I do just want to give a shout out to um, to Steve Bird and Nick FPL Rossoneri who are both uh, both on Twitter. Give them a follow as well, please. Uh, Steve is on 84 points. Nick is on 71. So Nick's got some catching up. Steve, massive favourite to get through to the final. Love Steve. Great, great UCL player. You should definitely uh, give him a follow. Matt, do you want to just give everyone your Twitter as well? Yeah, um, it's LeafyDragon underscore L. Terrific. Nathan, you don't have Twitter anymore. Good lad. Aaron, what's yours? At Aaron underscore Graydon. And uh, we are at UCL Fantasy Pod. So please don't forget to give us a follow. We are available, obviously, not only on YouTube, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor as well. So if you can't get us somewhere, you can always find us somewhere else, thankfully. Lads, thanks so much for jumping on. I hope all your arrows are green this week, not yours, Nathan. And we will see everyone else. Uh, Oh, sorry, really quickly. We are doing another spaces this week through um, the FPL community page, uh, FPL Scout, sorry, community page. Uh, that'll be with me and Lewis at FPL Reaction. So please join us for that at 5.30 on Tuesday where we'll go through the usual and we will have another special guest on that uh, for that space as well. Less special than last week. Though. Uh, so we'll leave that there and uh, we hope everyone has green arrows and a great night. Take care now. Bye.